Commandant. I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me tracing out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel Week 14 edition. Playoffs are in full swing. Mm -hmm. Some people are winning. Some people are losing. (laughs) Which side are you on, Tom? (laughs) It looks like I'm on the winning side this week. And I'd say looks like because I have a very sizable lead. He's got two guys left. I got one guy left. I if he wins, he wins, and more power to him. I'm just going to go out and say I'm ready for next week. I am ready for next week, too. Uh, as we have mentioned before, we had four leagues in which we were uh, first round by, so right, we yeah. did a whole lot of watching this week, and we had a lot of players who did a lot of good, but they didn't need to do anything for us this week in most <laughs> of the leagues, so hopefully they can have some repeat performances. Um, some of those guys, like... Ryan Tannehill can just keep on hugging along. I know you played him, so. Yeah, I played him, and that's the full reason, one of the big reasons I'm going to win. I'm just going to say I'm going to win this week (laughs) because of Ryan Tannehill. That's one of the guys. There's another guy we can talk about a little later, but my gosh, he's been good. I could have very well have played – Josh Allen. Yes, Josh you know, Allen. I, just, I was thinking, man, should I just play him? No, 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 no. It's the Ravens. I don't want to do that. I'm sure Tannehill will get me just as much, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Either way, I feel safer with Tannehill. So I went with him, and wow, that was perfect. So speaking of wow, Ryan Tannehill currently leads the league in passer rating at 118.5 among qualified mm. QBs. Now, granted, mm. he's only played in like six or seven games right now. We were hoping he was going to get in sooner, like we have said many times before, and it just seems weird. Uh, If you think about it, just just this year, at the beginning of the year, we were thinking about, man, Ryan Tannehill, he couldn't do anything in Miami. Was it it him? Was it the Dolphins? And, and, And Marcus Mariota. He was like, oh, man, he just doesn't – his supporting cast isn't letting him be the quarterback that he can be. And right. I think we had it completely backwards. The supporting cast in Tennessee is actually pretty darn good, yeah, and Miami gonna... was a complete train wreck. So, right. and yeah. I, I think the, the thing is is that uh, Mariota isn't good enough with the supporting cast that they had. So it looked like the supporting cast wasn't that good. Right. Now – Tannehill has somebody, and I'm going to say this because I actually think this is true. Without somebody like Derrick Henry running the ball, I don't think Tannehill it looks as good because they need to stop Derrick Henry. All defenses have to think about it, and once you think about it, all of a sudden Tannehill's throwing the ball on you, and he's throwing it to A.J. Brown, and it's oh a touchdown. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the guy, A.J. Brown, I got to say, this this starting to look really good for him. We may be playing AJ right. Brown in the playoffs this week in one oh, of the leagues we had a buy yeah. in. We have some options <laughs> there, and he is looking really good. And yeah, uh, since we're still on the topic for Ryan Tannehill, since he took over as a starter, only the Ravens have scored touchdowns at a higher rate per drive yes. than the Titans. 
which makes my trade of Jackson yes. even better. Yes, it does. Who would have thought that was the one I was going to be playing in the playoffs? But here we go. Tannehill, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Ryan Tannehill. Also, I don't know who out there is playing him, uh, but if you made the playoffs and you had Jameis Winston on your team, <laughs> this guy, he is still just confusing the crap out of me. Oh, I mean, three interceptions, didn't he? And then he still scores a really good amount of fantasy points, and they win the game. Yeah, that was the biggest <laughs> what? what of the whole thing. Uh, and although I did pick him in my pick em pool, I did pick Tampa Bay to upset the Colts. Uh, yeah. I did not think it would happen the way it did. I mean, t- Jameis Winston <laughs> threw 456 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. He had uh, another rushing touchdown to add on top of it. Mm-hmm. If you played him during the fantasy playoffs, I want to know who your other quarterback was and why you chose Jameis <laughs> Winston. I, I can't blame you. He has great weeks fantasy-wise, but my goodness, he is just... He's so hard to watch mm-hmm. because you don't know if it's going to be a bomb for a touchdown or a boneheaded interception. And while we're on the subject of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we can talk about somebody who got a touchdown but got hurt. Yeah, we should. And Mike Evans. It's, it's This is unfortunate. At least you got something out of him if you're playing him in a, in a playoff game. Right. But it's unfortunate if you won, you're not going to have Mike Evans next week. So you're going to have to figure something out. Uh, that this is not the time you want to lose one of your star wide receivers. <laughs> no, as inconsistent as he's been, you're still starting him, but now you can't. Yeah, and you that's can't. really unfortunate. And there's not but a whole lot to pick up there. I mean, we can go through the games as we're going through this stuff, but there's not a lot left to pick up. And in Tampa Bay, do you really have somebody that you trust? take over because obviously you can't get Chris Godwin at this point and if you're talking about a wide receiver there's not much left there somebody who did step up was Cameron Brait Uh, he got a touchdown maybe he picks up the slack for Tampa but can you trust Cameron Brait if you want to pick him up OJ Howard you can't really trust (laughs) these guys but maybe if you're you know maybe you got a really bad situation at tight end or if you're really really struggling you need a flex player maybe you stretch maybe and go with one of those guys but man it's it's tough sledding at this point you have to have something you can trust in and i don't trust in either one of those guys nope uh let's keep on the subject of quarterbacks there was a guy and it wouldn't have made a difference because my team went off again in my super flex league i was the top Mm -hmm. scorer i ended up being a wild card uh playoff team although the seeding really didn't matter as long as you made the playoffs you made the playoffs there were no bye weeks or anything uh so i still had to come out and play and my team did i still have carson wentz and i'm down by 25 points for the highest point total of the week yet again (laughs) and we score a lot of points for quarterback so i may just keep on rolling with that highest point total but the guy i played against I can't fault him for doing it. It was a super flex. His two quarterbacks that he did play were Kirk Cousins against the Lions. Okay. I understand right. it. And Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, wow. But he Unreal. had another quarterback on the bench. Oh, no. This quarterback just last week only scored 13.7 points in our flag league. Mm. This last week, he scored 54.65. <laughs> 
I'm talking about Drew Brees against the San Francisco 49ers, a team that yeah. on defense has held six or seven quarterbacks to right around 100 yards passing. So I can't this, fault him completely, no. but it's still Drew Brees. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees, to me, and in the, in the playoffs, boy, it's sure, certainly hard to not play Drew Brees. Right. But, you, yeah, again, it's the Niners. It, but it's, it's Drew Brees. you got to think – they're good. At, that's a good team. They're going to score points. And I'll say this. The whole reason I was back in my lineup, and that's the other guy that scored a ton for me that helped me win this week, Yes, is because I had this feeling this was going to be a high-scoring game. I said to myself, numbers don't say it. It doesn't look this way on paper, but it just felt like I had to do this. And so high-scoring game, I put Emmanuel Sanders in there. He got me a touchdown receiving and he got me a throwing touchdown yes. and I'm just I'm sitting on top of the world right now thinking I played the right guy 100% and so sometimes you just you get these feelings and I, I wish we could have done an ESP on yeah, it right. I would have said it <laughs> and people would have said are you kidding me but it happened it worked and I'm moving on the other quarterback left in the top five overall point getters this week was Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> A great performance against the Dallas Cowboys. I thank the Bears for doing what they did. But who out there was playing Mitch Trubisky this last come? I mean, uh, yeah. In a super flex, yeah. I get it. But anywhere else, you're thinking, wow, I just left 45 points on the bench from Mitch Trubisky. I'll play him next week, and I believe he's... No, no, no. No, no you're not playing I would him not next play week. Mitch Trubisky again. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you played him, you got super lucky. Be happy with that. Go with someone else. Don't do this to yourself and think that he's going to get another good performance. If he does, so be it. Let it ride. Don't go with Trubisky. So you're going to bench him this week, and then when you yes. win, you're playing him in the championship game. You play What? You're going to play him in the championship game, right? No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I was just trying to trip you up. Sorry. I would have to. I would have to have my other quarterback get hurt, and then I'd be like, "Oh crap! I got Trubisky." <laughs> and then he leads you go. to the promised land. <laughs> no. So uh, before we move on, you were talking about Emmanuel Sanders. He had an amazing week: thirty-five points in the flag league, seven for one fifty-seven and a touchdown, and of course that passing touchdown as well. Um, yeah. There was reason to bench him. He, oh, he hadn't scored double digits in four weeks. Yep. So I'm sure there was a lot of people very frustrated that he just went off against the Saints. But it looks like he well, might be completely back now. I had, well, not only did I have a feeling, but I, I just said to myself, all right, it was Emmanuel Sanders or Carlos Hyde. Do I think Emmanuel Sanders has a better chance of getting more points than Carlos Hyde? I think there's a, a bigger ceiling there. Yes, And I said, if Carlos Hyde scores me 15 points, which I'm not even sure what he did. I even looked at him. But if he got me 15 points, I can bet that Emmanuel Sanders will get me somewhere close to 10. And I'm losing maybe five points. That's okay. I can deal with that. But with the ceiling that I needed, knowing that I was playing Joe, the Cowboys <laughs> owner for that league, yes, I had to score a lot of points to win, and that's why I put Sanders in there. And it makes sense now that it actually happened. Yes, it makes perfect sense. 
and it was the right play, and you're probably yeah, going to sure keep was. him in your lineup going forward, even yeah. if he, you know, goes back to a 10- or 15-point week. You're not going to be mm-hmm. horribly sad about that. Right, exactly. Uh, another guy who had had a couple of bad weeks in a row before popping off again, Aaron Jones. Yeah, Packers. I was watching that game. Boy, it seemed like everybody was running good on that. Even Geis, before he got hurt. My gosh, I can't believe he got hurt. I was watching the game with my parents. And I was just like, my goodness, I can't believe he got hurt again. again. Now, it's not it's not a tear. It sounds like it's just a sprain. But, man, the, the luck for this guy. I just felt bad for him. So I, when I saw him walking, I was like, oh, goodness. Thank right. You. <laughs> I, I just felt so bad. I really did. Like, I, ne- I don't normally feel bad for players because it's football and that's, how, that's life. But I just like this guy hardly even played. And he's been so hurt, and it just stinks. And I don't know if you call him injury prone yet, but yeah, it's just it's it was unfortunate when I saw it. I'm guessing he's not going to play next week. So Adrian Peterson is going to get some carries. Whether or not you play him, that's up to you. But Aaron Jones, everybody was running good on that game. Uh, I thought Adrian Peterson looked good. Aaron Jones was spectacular. Yes, loved watching him play. It was it was like every time he touched the ball, he got at least seven yards. It, he looked rejuvenated for at least yeah, a little it, while. Yeah. So he might be a plug and play option if one of your guys, you know, isn't playing this coming week because we've got some issues with possibly Derrick Henry and Rashad mm-hmm. Penny guys like that. So maybe there's a spot if maybe he's still out there in free agency. He's been picked up and dropped again. So there's a possibility he's out there, and he is one to keep an eye on for the last couple of weeks of the fantasy season. Another guy has a very intriguing matchup this next week is a quarterback who made his uh, starting debut, I believe it was. And, wow, did they take it to the Houston Texans. I'm talking about <laughs> Drew Locke. Um, you know what? Uh, I don't know if that, that wasn't his – was it his starting debut? I think it was his first start. He like, played in okay, the week I know before. He played, I thought he played last week. But, anyway, wow, that was spectacular. And, I, and the Texans just looked terrible. Yeah. And, that you know, what's sad is he got a bunch uh, – uh, Watson got a bunch of garbage time points, and it was complete garbage time. I know. Time, so. If you lost because of the garbage time, I'm sorry. That really stinks. But garbage time is part of football, and it's part of fantasy football. And sometimes you're really, really happy it happened. But hey, I wouldn't be in this game if it wasn't for garbage time with uh, Edelman and James White last week. That's so, true. Yes. Uh, garbage time <laughs> is extremely helpful, and I'm not going to complain about it, even if it happens to me. Well, I'll complain, but I'll accept right. it. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny about that is the garbage time this week was Deshaun Watson versus the uh, Denver Broncos, and last week it was the Patriots versus the Houston Texans. <laughs> so there was a they got both ends of the stick in the last two weeks, yeah. and it was yep. incredible to see just how – one-sided that game was for the first half. I was like, what is yeah. what is going on? Yeah. I mean, I need some points out of some guys, but <laughs> the, there's nothing happening. And then here comes garbage time. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, it all counts towards the same goal in it the end. Counts. And so let's stay in the AFC West. 
the Sandy, or there it is. That's the first time I've messed up in a, <laughs> a, such a long time. The Los Angeles Chargers. Wow, they've not have been in San Diego for a couple years. I now, know, man. and people still do it, and <laughs> I almost did it because I was looking at Philip Rivers, and when I think of Philip Rivers, I think of San Diego of Chargers. But Philip yeah. Rivers and Austin Eckler both had wow. really wow. good games. Now, when when Melvin Gordon came back. I was will, I was willing to bet Eckler was going to decline, and I think he did for a little bit. But man, he's still been really solid. I mean, he's got to be close to top five for running backs right now. I think he still is um, close to the top five, especially with the uh, last couple of weeks. Um, he's been putting up decent numbers: twenty-two, eighteen, and then thirty-five again this last week. Yeah, so I mean, he's still yeah. making his case. I can look at running backs really quick. See who the top five are right now. I'm thinking we already know who number one is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, uh, Christian McCaffrey, yeah. uh-huh. Delvin yeah. Cook, Austin yeah. Eckler. Wow, still number, number three. three. Yep. Wow. Uh, and right that's, behind that's, him, that's saying something. Yeah, behind him is Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones. So there's your top five right now for fantasy, at least in the flag. Now, we leaves. didn't. We didn't really talk about this last week because we were talking about where players are going to go and i don't think we talked about eckler where do you expect him to go next next year oh man that is a very good question one that i'm sure we will talk about uh multiple times on the off season i mean right now if you just think about teams that need a multi-purpose running back uh who are you talking about here you're talking about well, nobody in the NFC East is going to. The AFC East, you could see, I mean, obviously the Dolphins need somebody, but why would he go to the Dolphins? Uh, <laughs> the Bills don't need somebody. They've got Devin no. Singletary. He's not going to go to the Patriots yep. probably. And the Jets, I mean, unless for some reason mm-hmm. they trade Le'Veon Bell away. Yeah, uh, I could see that happening. but <laughs> It's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. AFC North, well, the Browns aren't going to take him. they got plenty of running no. backs. Uh, no. The Steelers, they have injury-prone running backs, <laughs> but when they're on the field, they're good. Uh, the Bengals. I could see, I could see them wanting the, uh, him. Yeah, the possibly. Uh, the Bengals and Joe Mixon, he's actually finally been – uh, consistent the last week. few weeks. Yeah, he had a very yeah. good week this last week. Uh, and then who am I missing? Oh, the Ravens. They're probably not going to take a running back either. So you move on to the AFC South. Well, <laughs> you've got Derrick Henry and the Titans. Obviously yep. not going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette's been great. Yep. Uh, let's see who else we got. Marlon Mack. Yeah, I mean, maybe um, the Colts could use there's somebody. There's a chance there. I um, see that. And who are we missing in the AFC South? Uh, Jaguars, Colts. Oh, and the Texans. Um, Texans, yeah. You know. That's not a bad spot. That's not a bad spot. That's really not a bad spot. I would love to see Austin Eckler and the Texans. We need to make this prediction right now. Hmm. Well, let's 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 quickly go through the rest of them, see if <laughs> one more makes sense. AFC no. West, I would love to see him on the Chiefs. But Well, that would make plenty of sense, too. But, man, the, the way that McCoy... And uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but they just—it's been so underwhelming with them. Like they it hit really has. weeks, and then they just bleh. Bleh. so. <laughs> I just—I don't know if I would actually like it as much as. I don't know. Do you think he could do a Kareem Hunt type of role? I, I think, think he would I think be it's possible. perfect 
for yeah. that offense because they don't they're not looking to have a run it up the middle you know smash mouth kind yeah. of running back so if they had a compliment you know like a not even a full Melvin Gordon type running back and he could just be that compliment who can run and catch the ball so it's mm-hmm. not like oh he's on the field they're passing no it's not necessarily going to be that way uh so who are the other teams? Let's see. The Raiders, obviously, with Josh Jacobs, they're probably not right. going to care. The Broncos with Lindsey and Freeman, they seem to be content with those guys, but we have no mm, idea where that yeah. team is going. And I don't think he'll be back with the Chargers. But I don't know if Melvin Gordon's going to be back with the Chargers. Mm. So I think it all, well, well that's going to be hard to predict. But man, it's, it's, uh, I'm just going to say this. One of them will not be back with the Chargers. I'm going to predict that right now. I would not be surprised if either one of them. I mean, I that's mean neither possible. one of them. Because yeah. that Chargers organization has, at least on the AFC side, that's been the organization people look at for dysfunction. They yeah, weren't able they, they to probably, make it all the way, and they haven't been able to keep their players happy. They haven't been able to keep their fans happy. So I think, yeah, I think it's time for the Chargers to just flat out say, we're going to rebuild uh, I mean, you're not winning. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not losing by a lot, but you're still not winning, right. and you have to win. And, and there's no reason to keep going out there, lose by three or four or five or even a touchdown or two touchdowns. There's no reason to go out there and be competitive. Just do what the Dolphins, well, uh, what they were trying to do, and then all of a sudden <laughs> Patrick came in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just do that let's, because you need to. Let's quickly go through the rest of the NFC. NFC East, no. NFC North, no. The only team there with running back issues is the Lions, really. And yeah, I don't I think they that. would really do that. I mean, they're probably still counting on carry-on. Um, yeah, I don't want to do that. Either. No, I don't I, either. I, I just lost interest in him altogether. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Falcons, uh, who still have Devonta Freeman under a contract. Uh, the Saints, obviously, no. The yeah. Buccaneers would be a good spot for a That's running back, bad. but yeah. who's going to the Buccaneers right now? Unless they're just paying <laughs> him the most money, because we don't even know uh, if, if Winston's going to be back there. Ah, man, there's a lot of question marks going forward, but yeah, I mean, they need something. It can't be Ronald Jones and uh, Peyton Barber. <clears throat> Barber, yeah. it can't be them. It it's shouldn't to me, they be. They gotta them. have somebody else, but they've been halfway decent together but you need somebody to take the main role and And of course it's not going to be the panthers so (laughs) we'll move there's one be a waste (laughs) one division left rams no probably not 49ers they've got four running backs already that they don't know what to do with (laughs) why not five seahawks probably not going to do it and the Cardinals, well, who knows what's going on with the Cardinals. That's an interesting one, too. But then if you're going to do that, you got to say, where's Kenyon Drake going to go? What's going to happen with Johnson? True. Boy, there's a lot of question marks going He forward. would fit that style of offense, Of course though. he would. Yes, he would. So, in my opinion, the three teams most likely would be the Cardinals, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and the Texans. Out of I'm those three. A, I'm making a prediction. Okay. Texans. Texans. They need it. They need it the most. They would me. probably pursue him the most. I'm thinking. Yeah. I would love to see him on the Chiefs next year. Oh, I mean, it would be great. It would be amazing to watch it if he could be the style of punt 
that we saw two years ago, right? It would be an amazing. I mean, that team could be ridiculous. I mean, they're already good. They yeah. just beat the Patriots. Thank you, thank you. <sighs> but <laughs> there was some bad things that happened in that game. That was uh, the best thing that could have happened for the Bills. Now they can still yeah. go in and beat the Patriots, and they would have their fate is in their hands. No, it's no, not. It's not. Even if they no, beat the it, Patriots, it wasn't. It wasn't from the start of the week either. They both lost. They needed to have the Patriots lose, and they needed to beat the Ravens, which they didn't do. Oh, that's right. But, right. At least for the division, the, it would be in their hands. I would believe, right? As long as they beat the Patriots in the AFC East, they would be in control of the destiny for a division winner, right? No. Still no? The Bills are not in control of their destiny for the division. Not even As far that. as the playoffs go, they are. Right. Absolutely. But the Patriots, if they win out, they will get the the division. Right. They well, what if the Bills the, beat the Patriots? That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't they the, still? It, it won't matter. Because the they they don't have the tiebreaker. I've already looked it up. Mm. Trust me. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. All right, let's uh, talk about a couple other guys. Uh, of course, we got to talk about Michael Thomas. He is still on an incredible pace, mm-hmm. and he was a part of that shootout. Eleven for one hundred and thirty-four and a touchdown on fifteen targets. This guy has got one hundred and forty-seven targets and one hundred and twenty-one catches already on the year. Now. Amazing. I mean, obviously, don't start him next week. That's you don't want to do that. No, not next week. <laughs> of course not. Uh, I uh, believe we've got him in a couple of <laughs> leagues, so uh, of course he's going to be in the lineup. Oh, he's yeah, of course. Uh, another guy well, that never said it. Uh, just had a mediocre game again. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he only scored twenty seven <laughs> points this week, and and all that without a touchdown because and he then, had you know, eleven he scores, catches. When he scores twenty five, twenty seven points. It's almost like, oh man, I didn't get, I didn't get enough out of him. But you did, you did. He's scoring more than almost everybody else still. So yes, he is <laughs> a so guy nice. that has had three good weeks in a row, and I'm kicking myself because I didn't pick him up. He was on waivers. I thought mm. about it, but it seems like any time I try to play a 49ers running back, I play the wrong <laughs> one. This week, I was thinking about Raheem Mostert, and this guy mm-hmm. just lit it up. I mean, in that yeah. high-scoring game, he only had like 12 touches, but he had 109 yeah. yards and two touchdowns. So what are you going to do? I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to you. Can't, you have to just not read into the touches. The same with Eckler. I mean, Eckler probably didn't have very many touches either. No, he didn't. But he's he's still scoring a lot of fantasy points. So sometimes you just can't look at the touches and say, well, he doesn't have <laughs> enough opportunity. But when they have the opportunity, they are successful. So it's difficult as a fantasy owner. You have to look at okay, they're scoring points. Right. It doesn't matter about the touches. And somebody who's been scoring good points the last three weeks in a row, and just in time for your playoff run, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, thank you. And it's kind of, we were talking about this before we aired the show, before this episode started. But uh, you traded for Jamison Crowder because mm-hmm. he was, you know, very solid. And all of a sudden, the moment you traded for him, it flipped. It did. And Robbie Anderson started getting all the looks. In all of the you know receptions, touchdowns, yardage, everything, and that's that's pushing me through this playoff round as well. Because hey, when he gets twenty five points, 
I'm sitting really good because I'm used to like a five or a ten point game out of him. Right. So that's huge. Yep. And now he's been getting a decent amount of targets as well, and that's been right. the main reason. I mean, the last two weeks he's had ten and eleven targets, which what was Crowder used to yeah, uh, be exactly. getting. And you're right; it just completely flipped. And uh, I'm not in the playoffs, and you are, and that's part <laughs> of the reason why. Uh, it is part of the reason why, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it flipped back next week. Yeah, and it, then flipped back the next week. Like I just, I the Jets, I just can't predict what is going to happen there. I, I I would love to be able to because then I could just say, well, is it worth watching? No, it's not worth watching. <laughs> right, but, but I don't know. I just, it's just, it's. I'll say this: Robbie Anderson coming up to the end of the year. There's a possibility he just said, I need to perform so I get more money. It's so, possible. Hey, once you start throwing me the ball, I'm going to run some better routes. I'm going to start trying a little more. <laughs> well, I'll make it look good. And so he definitely I, I made it look good. Something like that. Yeah, well, no doubt. And I like it because I like to see that type of talent on my team. And if I, I could be right and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Jets still have a chance for the playoffs. If they uh, win the rest of their games, they were not eliminated. That is all I know yet. <laughs> I see every time a team is eliminated, there is a post about it. So yes, they have not been eliminated. If they win the rest, the Browns lose the rest, uh, and then uh, the Steelers and, uh, and the Titans. The, the, yeah, everybody else has got to lose like two out of three, and all, yeah, we're not it's, holding our breath. <laughs> it's going to happen. So let's. I know it. Talk about one more player before we get done for this episode. Another player that has been up and down, but has all of a sudden been consistent as ever. Will he keep it up next year? Allen Robinson. Boy, you know what? This is one of the, I'm not going to say surprises of the year for me, because I knew it was possible, but I was not expecting Rob or uh, wow, I just got done talking about Robbie Anderson. Uh, Allen Robinson. It's so close. They're like if Robbie it Anderson, Allen Robinson. Come on. Stop <laughs> it. Anyway, I wasn't expecting him to be this good. He's been extremely consistent. It's pretty much the only guy Trubisky is going to and at a consistent rate. And I just absolutely love it. And I have to pretty much say that if it's the scenario is the same next year, I'll be very fine going with Robinson next year. I don't know where exactly, but it would probably be a decent value because most people are probably going to forget about him again. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's having a superstar year. Yep. But he's got 76 catches for 898 yards and seven touchdowns with three games left to go. And all three games could be high-scoring games, or the Bears could be coming from behind versus the Packers, yeah, the Chiefs, yeah. and the Vikings. So there's a very, very good chance that he puts up multiple 100-yard games to end the year, which would give him 11-ish hundred. We'll just say we'll give him 200 <laughs> yards total for the three games. I'll give him almost 1,100 yards, maybe a Perfect. couple touchdowns. It'll be mm-hmm. under double digits if he doesn't get one in each of the next three games. So his stats aren't going to look Super impressive. So he is a guy that will slip again to like the fourth and fifth round. Right. But he was super consistent for most of the year. And I mean, if I'm looking and he's got three games 
under double digits. But most of these games, there's a 22, a 23, a 22, 15, 25, 29, 13, 12, that, 18. That is pretty darn beautiful. good. Yeah. That's going to win you leagues. Uh, having a bunch of guys like that will win you leagues, and that's why you draft and you trade and you pick up free agents that are consistent. And you and, accidentally yeah. run out your timer and take Allen Robinson in the fifth round of a draft, <laughs> not wanting him, but him being a major part of the reason why you got a first round by this year. That's one way to do it. Not saying anybody did that in particular. I'm just saying that is a possibility of things that can happen to you during your draft. And so you're telling me it didn't happen to you. Because I, that was pretty specific. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Um, hopefully you guys are all still in the playoffs, um, and hopefully you're going to win a lot of money. I know I am looking forward to the next week when we can finally mm-hmm. get our guys and our teams finally into the thick next of things. Next week is huge. Yes, next week is huge for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. You have got, like, well, the four that we do together, Right. Then there's the flag league the flag you're league. still in, and then I have my work league, and I believe I've got one more other than that that I am not in with you. So right. six leagues and for unfortunately, me. Unfortunately, the listener league we both kind of sucked in. Well, that's for everybody <laughs> else. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about the playoffs and that uh, once everything yeah. is set and gone and somebody's going to be winning a jersey and that'll be cool mm-hmm. uh hopefully it won't be another dallas cowboys jersey that we have to send out this year <laughs> that was painful to have to look at but no that's okay um i guess that'll do it for us um yeah do you have any last thoughts on week 14 and uh mm. moving into next week i don't i think it's been a good conversation okay i guess uh yeah thanks for listening uh if you aren't and want to please listen and watch us on twitch twitch.tv slash fantasy fuel you find us everywhere on podcasts and at twitter at fantasy fuel facebook.com slash fantasy fuel all those good things you probably all know by now and you've heard a million times so i'll say it again thank you for listening and don't forget to stay fueled up during the fantasy football playoffs.